It's Monday night, it's 8 o'clock, it's time for Occam's Razor, episode 18. Hey, enjoying that Unsolved Mysteries theme. Special guest, Sam Collier from Haunted Auckland. Back again, Sam. Thanks for having me. I just love this tune, man. Like, as I said last time, it just still scares the bejesus out of me. Just <laughs> the start of it almost, you know, that ding, 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 ding. All right, that's enough of that. Tonight we're talking Mandela Effect, or the Mandela Effect. Yep, um, we're correct. talking false memories, um, that sort of thing. It's a movement that, well, it's not a movement, but it's a, it's a, what would we call this? It's a phenomenon that has uh, gained quite a lot of traction and snowballed uh, through the use of the internet over the past sort of 10 years or so. Um, for those dum-dums, including me, who don't know what the Mandela Effect is by now, um, just give us a bit of background on it. And, um, well, and with, Yeah, go for it. It's a relatively new term, actually, sure. the Mandela Effect. It was coined in 2009, around 2009-2010, by a uh, paranormal enthusiast or investigator. Um, her name was Fiona Broom. Fiona Broom. She was okay. at a conference called the Dragon Con over in the States, I believe it was. And um, that's some sort of cosplay thing for uh, I think the uninitiated, is it? From what I could gather or <laughs> find, it was it's a multi-genre sort of uh, convention. So sure, a lot of things. That a lot of things there. happening. So she was um, a lot of people in costumes and masks and stuff. That's right. Yeah, they live with their parents and and there's paranormal enthusiasts <laughs> there as well. Oh, there we go. Yep. So uh, right. yeah, a lot of things going on there. But um, I believe she was talking about uh, false memories. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the security guards. Was well, she doing like a lecture or something? A, le- was she, a lecture or, or a talk? Yeah, okay. you know about about the actual phenomena itself. Yeah. Um, the security guard, I believe, mentioned to her, "Oh, it's just like uh, when I believe Nelson Mandela died back in the 1980s." Yeah. When in actual fact, as we know it, he died in 2013. Yep. At the ripe old age of 95. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she goes, "Oh, funnily, you should say that." I have the same memory of him dying in prison back in 1980. Sure. So that's where the Mandela effect came from. That's where she she came up with the name. So basically, it's, it's false memories. People have, have have confused two separate events, two or more separate events, um, and been lost in the passage of time somewhere in their mind when they think of one thing. It you know the the yeah. other thing comes up. That's right. Yeah. You know, and it's it's almost like a a mass hysteria type thing where. More than one person will believe in this story, yeah. Um, and and you know that's that's where it gets its its tracks, you know. Um, I one of the most famous examples of it is people who swear by uh, Gioconda the the Mona Lisa um, used to have more of a pronounced smile and yep. a better mood that day. Well, I mean, uh, we. What can I say? <laughs> it's one of those. Is there any truth to this? Because they do say there's more than one version. Well, of there, Lisa, there could be more there? than one version, and yeah. I guess depending what angle you look at, you know. Yeah, sure. The, That's a good way of putting if, it. If I don't know whether you used to do it yourself, but back in the day when we had the um, the paper notes, yeah, um, and you could fold it and make the queen's face frown, and absolutely, and, 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 you know, it's all about yeah. perspective. Yeah, my dad used to have um, this picture of a like a highwayman or. No, I think it was a Western theme, actually. So a guy was robbing banks or whatever all over the West and had been recreated in a painting and the gun barrel was pointed or was painted in such a way that it was pointing at you no matter where you were in the room. Um, And it it was so extreme. I I just don't know how the visual effect was sort of 
or how the guy did it, put it that way. But you could basically lie underneath the painting and the barrel would still be pointing straight down at you. It was amazing. Yeah, cool. yeah. But the uh, genesis of the painting was this guy, the bank robber. Oh, sorry, I'm, it's only just popped in my mind, so I don't have his name or I haven't done any research on him again. But from memory, he used to come and rob a bank and hold a pose that basically everyone in the banks thought that he was pointing his, his pistol directly at them um so <laughs> that's some crazy stuff man yeah um so i'm thinking you know uh, maybe the mona lisa as you say you know being affected by light or people viewing it from a different angle things like that could confuse the mind or, or just you know simple details get forgotten over time and yep. and people just remember it differently yeah you know as we say mandela effect is based on or it technically is a false memory. Yeah, sure. Other famous examples. Um, this one blew my mind. I was just doing a quick scroll, and uh, what have we got here? The Berenstein Bears. Now, oh. I remember, I'm old enough to remember them vaguely. Uh, they were a cartoon, sort of uh, maybe started as a comic strip. I'm not sh- exactly sure. Yeah, there were um, a series of children's books as well. I sure. Think, so. Sorry, they were sort of gold leaf yeah. sort of children's books, yeah. those small ones, weren't they? Um, now, I could have sworn to this day that it was spelt Berenstein because um, even I vaguely remember in my head asking someone, you know, are they German or <laughs> so yeah. are they German beers just because of their name, the Steen part of it, you know what I mean? Um, but lo and behold, it's actually Stain. Berenstein, yes. Yeah, now what's going on there? Um, I'm, I'm with you. I'm Camp yep. Berenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I remember my mum vividly reading the the spooky old tree, yep. and uh, that had the bears in it. Yep. And I can I can always remember her saying Steen, and I guess yep. it's one of those things that gets that gets passed on as well. But uh, I believe the bear and the bear and stain uh, bear and stain bear and stain bears is yeah. uh, derived from the author's last last names. Wow. So I think it was a Stan and a Jan. Okay, something like so that. It's sort of a, a portmanteau of of both names. Yeah. Pushed together. Okay, well, that makes sense. Um, now, this is going to be mind-blowing for any man who's been forced to sit on the couch with their missus and watch Sex and the City. Now, I thought it was in the city. I always thought it was in the city as well. Did you? Yeah. It's and. Okay. Goes to show how much attention <laughs> I was paying. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I don't think it would be exclusive to us. I think a lot I don't of people... Think so either. Particularly in New Zealand, we tend to round off words um, quite a bit with our accents. So I'm wondering if it just... Six and the city sound like six and the city. Do you know Quite what I mean? Possibly, and the yeah. and is an yeah. N. But like uh, I've heard of folklore about my legal name James and the name my nickname. Well, obviously the short version that's Jim. Um, I have heard that it's a mispronunciation. Or the sp- uh, if you had to spell it out, it would be sort of J A M, you know, Jam. But because it's a prevalent name in Scotland, yeah. the Jam comes across as Jim. Yep, you know? I could believe that. Um, and I reckon, out of all the theories I've heard so far, that's the most convincing of why someone someone's going lis- to listen to this and write in and say no. And you'll have some <laughs> ancient, you know, sort of something from Norse mythology or there's a reason why it's shortened to Jim, I don't know. But if anyone knows, feel free to contact us at uh, Occam's Razor. I'm more than happy to believe that for now. It sounds right, <laughs> it sounds though, doesn't right, it? Yeah. It does sound right. Um, now, Neil Armstrong, a lot of people don't remember him dying at all. That's weird, right? Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. I don't remember him dying. No. No. Uh, I can't remember exactly when it was. I think it was in the early 2000s. 
Um, is, it, is it because Buzz Aldrin's still alive? Possibly, and maybe a lot of people think because Buzz Aldrin is so public and yeah. outspoken to an extent as well. He doesn't like conspiracy theorists, I know that. Have you yeah. seen that one where he clocks that guy? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Classic. <laughs> but I think maybe because he took the heat off Armstrong, who was quite a humble, quiet man yeah. for what I understand, um, everyone just... You know, as the generations passed, a lot of younger people thought that Buzz was the the main guy. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know he was getting the TV exposure, and and Neil was shy and retiring. Um, and obviously, and also the the event, perhaps just the magnitude of of landing on the moon and all that, maybe just overshadows his death. Do you know what I mean? It could be as well. And I mean, I mm. suppose, especially here in New Zealand, it's yeah, it's probably not as big as what it was in the states. No. You know, and and maybe we missed it. I mean, obviously we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an interesting phenomenon, isn't it? Because yeah. um, you know, everyone's it's 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 gained a lot of traction in the past sort of few years. I first learned about it. Um, I was actually working a job I couldn't stand at the time in a in a finance company, basically. And another guy who was as bored as I was basically came up to me with a piece of paper and he goes, "Have you heard about this Mandela effect?" And I go. No, nah, and I was, you know, I was a bit shocked because I'd usually heard of all this sort of crazy paranormal phenomena stuff, um, and I'd, you know, be right into it, but I hadn't actually heard about it. Um, and then he started going through it and started going through it, and I, you just start thinking, go, that can't be right, you know. And he showed me pictures of logos. Um, that was interesting, like Oscar Mayer Wiener. Yep. Uh, it's actually Oscar Mayer, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Okay, but I reckon I could have cracked that case. You reckon? I'll tell you for why. All right. I could be completely off off <laughs> off the mark here, but do you remember the song "Funky" called "Medina" by yep. Tone Loke? Yep, I do. And he says Oscar Mayer Wiener yep. in the song. A lot of people are going to remember it from that, yeah. aren't they? Well, it's the pronunciation again, isn't mm. it? Yeah. If you didn't grow up in the US, where Oscar Mayer Wieners are the you know they were the the big hot dog, weren't they? The, yep. You know the go to, um, you know, almost a generic name for a hot dog, weren't they? Um, much like Xerox and things like that. Yeah. Um, but if you didn't, you know, if you didn't grow up in the time when Oscar Mayer advertised exclusively on television and stuff like that, you would learn about sort of, you know, pronunciation of things, obviously through a different forum, in this case, Tone Look. I'm speculating here. I don't think of, you know, well, completely some, sometimes it, as well, again, it's a small, it's a small detail. It's the difference yeah. between an A and an E, right? Yeah. And you're not necessarily focusing on the logo itself you're saying the name and yeah again it's pronunciation that's true you could be saying the same thing wrong your whole life <laughs> yeah, I know. and then they actually you know take a look at the logo and it's something completely different well we've got one in new zealand haven't we um hanma springs yep. down south it's a uh it's they used to send people who needed to dry out from alcoholism down there but <laughs> um it's a microclimate sort of tepid uh rainforesty kind of situation um, down sort of halfway down the South Island of New Zealand. But anyway, it's it's spelt Hanma Springs, but our propensity as, as humans, I think, is to put M before N anyway. Um, but we all pronounce it as Hamna Springs. Well, when I say we all, you do, you're looking at me like you don't. Well, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like saying Vietnamese and Vietnamese. And yeah, yeah, that's true. As a, you know, it's a, I think it's common... Yeah, common mispronunciation with a lot of people with yep. you know with the, the M and the N sounding yep. so similar, yeah, and then mixing them up again. And the consonants are pretty much the same, apart from an extra, yeah, little bit on the M, you know. But it's you know, 
See, I would have gone through my whole life and thought it was Hamner Springs until I'd seen it written somewhere. Well, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of people that would have let you as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of times you gloss over when things are spelt. Or we were talking about logos before, you tend to gloss over them. And if you actually look at some logos, you get a lot more intel about them just from, from actually staring at them for a while because quite often they'll have a subliminal sort of um, silhouette outline in there somewhere. Or much like Canterbury Clothing has in New Zealand yeah. with the three Kiwis. Yeah. I didn't see that for years until that was pointed out to me. Yeah. And Toblerone actually has the bear in, inside the, the logo as well. Does it? Yeah. You didn't know that one? No, that's mind-blowing. <laughs> I heard we it. can have a look. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to have a look now. Okay, well, I found out another one that, that'll have your mind-blowing. Sure. And, it, and it's it's one that's that's considered Mandela effect, but yep. to me, I think it's just a small detail that no one noticed. So are you a bit of a Star Wars fan? Duh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. What colour is C-3PO? Do you know what? I think I know where you're going with this because yep. he got repaired once or something, didn't he? Or his legs are different colours. His legs or are different colour. And, yeah. and that blue Just one of his legs is silver or bronzy. But, you know, you, you often see him in the movie from the from the waist up. You yep. don't really see a lot of his legs. And if you, you see him more front on or straight back on, like when he's yep. running with cowardice uh, towards the Millennium Falcon or something at yep. some point. Yeah, and of course, um, as kids, we had the toys. Yeah, they, they were all gold as well. So, sure. Um, like I said, it, it is considered a, a Mandela effect to a lot of people, but I think it's just one of those small details that you just don't notice. And then when you finally find out, it's like, oh, I never knew that sort of thing. Yeah. And I, I think Mandela effect or false memory is one of those things that that can be thrown out a bit, especially um, nowadays. Uh, going back to sites like Reddit and subreddit and things like that, and people get carried away absolutely and they all get lumped under the same um title mm. but j- just staying on uh on star wars for a second the famous line that darth vader says um luke i am your father but he doesn't actually say that he says okay. no no i am your father no yeah. i am your father so again it's one of those um those mis- misheard lines that people just tend to repeat over and over again, mm. then everyone starts saying it. I mean, it's possibly one of those things that's parodied a lot as well. Mm. So, what about, um, for instance, play it again, Sam? Yep. That's never uttered at all, is that's it? That's right, yeah. No. I think he just says, play it. I think he says something like, Sam, where's that song I like? Play it, or something yep. like that. Yeah, I'll have to watch the film again, but yeah. that's another one, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yep. Uh, typically, mirror, mirror on the wall, but it's actually magic mirror on the wall. Is it? It is. I'm just wondering that um, when these things get converted into into films and stuff like that, or I'm just wondering if there's a little bit of artistic license from the director, and you know, he doesn't like the sound of mirror, 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 or whatever mm. the other one is, and he'll make subtle changes like that. Or does does merchandising sometimes get it wrong? Mm, um, or, you know... Uh, well, you only have to look at Star Wars toys when they, like the the vinyl cape Jawa incident, you know, yeah. where they um, where they uh, gave them all the wrong capes or they painted Darth Vader the wrong, his lightsaber the wrong sort of colour or... Yeah, and they, obviously those are worth a few bob now. But, yep. yep, absolutely. But that can imprint on you, can't you? I mean, it, if it, you had a red lightsaber or whatever... You'd, you'd probably go around believing that. And in the movie, you wouldn't really look at it enough to notice because you're looking yeah. at the at the beam itself, aren't you? You're not looking at the handle of the thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Star Wars, man. 
<laughs> and, and, you know, you think about um, going to a night market or something like that and how many cheap knockoffs there are that, yep. that would, just to get, a, get around licensing, change a small detail like that as well. And, that's and true. maybe that's got something to do with it. That's true. That's um, a really good point. Especially, yeah. especially these days, maybe maybe not so so much with the older stuff and, and certain stories, but you know, I've I've seen certain things like that where it's a it's a known brand, but they change a letter in the name or something like that. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was actually thinking about songs that a lot of people swear by one artist, and 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 obviously it's attributed to someone else. Well, the artist is somebody else. Um, what about Remember the song No Diggity by Blackstreet yep. with Dr. Dre raps a bit at the start and Teddy Riley's playing the piano and all that. A lot of people I speak to and, and, and you know, when I used to work in radio and that sort of stuff will tell me that it was by the Backstreet Boys. And I say, it's, it's not. I can assure you that song isn't by them. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Haven't you? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I can see Blackstreet and Backstreet, yep. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's an extreme example, obviously, but they are steadfast, and you know, and I think that's a case of it right there, isn't it? Yeah, I've also heard of um, Boys of Summer, uh, Don Henley. Don Henley, yeah. And people confusing it with Brian Adams because it's like Summer of '69, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, I, I get that. I get Especially that if you're kind of a casual listener, if you're a guy yeah. who doesn't work in you know anything related to the media or anything like that, and you just you're just hearing the radio every day. You know what I mean? And you're not going home and streaming and downloading and all sorts of carry-on. Yeah, well, you're, you're a casual fan, probably the best way to look at it, right? Yeah, I think also uh, there was, I think it was Alice DJ yep. did Boys of Summer and uh, We're in Heaven. So, so uh, I think that was DJ Yanou or something? Yeah, something f- like maybe that. Maybe a French Mediterranean sort of a DJ. Yeah, but the, yeah, so there was... Did the, a slow version of one of the songs? Yeah, that, so yeah. There, was a, there was a redo of... Of Boys of Summer, which was Don that's Henley, right. and Heaven, which was Brian Adams. So yep. maybe that's where the confusion that's where the confusion is. Eh? Yeah, absolutely right. Um, <laughs> I I actually think um, I might have had my own Mandela or example Mandela effect many many years ago when I was at school. Um, Halfing back to Star Wars again. Do you you will remember? So I'm just going to paint a little bit of a picture because otherwise you'll get it too soon. Yep. You'll get it too soon. I'll keep, I'll keep quiet. You'll keep quiet until I've got it all out. All right. Uh, I remember a guy at school telling me, um, "Have you ever seen that movie where Chewbacca um, lives with his family, and um, these Imperial guards come along and he throws one off of off the uh, balcony of their big grass hut that they live in on?" Uh, how do you say that planet? Kashshak or something. <laughs> you, know, you know where I'm going with this, <laughs> right? Um, and I was like, nah, there's, you know, at this point there's only three films. What, what the hell are you talking about? And I was I was convinced that it was just the false memory this guy had. And he was like, nah, I remember seeing it, man. Like, seriously. And I cast a couple of other people and they were like, you can see what kind of circles I ran in, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yep. um, and they were like, um, you know what, I vaguely remember that as well. And sort of was about a two or three out of ten sort of a unscientific poll was taken. Um, and it wasn't until literally, I would say, probably ten years ago that I stumbled across the Star Wars holiday special. Yep. <laughs> uh, the much maligned one that I think George Lucas tried to actually keep it off ever being played on TV again. If you haven't seen it, it's it's comedy gold, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. It's, um, you know, they've, they've bought all the Star Wars characters and turned it into a variety performance, and it's it's, it's laughably bad, It's seriously it? cashing in. It's, it's <laughs> seriously cashing in, but um, 
as it turns out, I, I, I put myself through it and ended up watching the whole thing, and pretty much those events that were described um, happened in this. And so this guy was right. He wasn't making it up. Yeah. So I'm just wondering on how many occasions, you know, maybe things like that as well have... have well, I mean, it also depends on um, theatrical releases as well. I mean, yeah. who knows whether it might have been tacked onto the end of, of another feature or something like that. I remember uh, back in the day, my brother... I was a little bit too young at the time, but I was a big fan of the movie The Goonies. Yep. And uh, he saw it just down the road at the Monterey Theatre here. Yep. Uh, or would have been up the road back then, but it's moved places. But Why has uh, it never been a sequel? We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Well, yeah, anyway, there's a scene in in The Goonies where they actually find the pirate ship in the big cave with the water. Um, he describes a scene where they're all in the water, They've been pushed off the boat. They're in the water. There's a giant octopus in the water. Yeah. And it, it attacks them and pulls them under the water. And um, they're saved by uh, one of the girls shoving a Walkman in its mouth, pushing play. And obviously the, <laughs> the octopus doesn't like like the music. Yeah, yeah. And I've gone back many a time watching this this movie, and that scene's never in it. Yeah. So flash forward to, to now, I'm showing my daughter the same movie. And I was like, oh, remember when Uncle was telling us about the, the octopus scene? And um, she goes, yeah. So I looked up on YouTube. Sure enough, there's that scene. And apparently it was a deleted scene. It was never actually in the movie. Oh, I taken, see. Taken right out. But so it did exist. It, it did exist. Yeah. But I'm wondering how he actually managed to see a deleted scene in the film that he saw at the movie theatres. So maybe, maybe <sighs> I think he's just a, got confused and seen it, it somewhere else. Yeah, well, th- he was telling me this as a kid. Oh, as a kid. As a kid. So, so there was no DVD sort of extras and all that sort of carry on. There was no DVD or anything like that. So yeah. he, he came home from the movie and says, oh, there's this scene. I was like, oh, I've got to see that. Cause Do you know what the only thing I could think of on that would be New Zealand was a test market for yeah, it? That's Is that what you were thinking as well? That's what I'm well? thinking as well. Yeah. Like, but, I mean, it, it blew my mind thinking, mm. well, you know, maybe... Maybe there was like test screening or something like that. Because that does happen in this part of the world. We were the first country to use the FPOS system, the electronic yeah. funds transfer. First ones to get McCafes. Is that right? Yeah, McCafes. Pioneers. But I think that's probably a case of that. I think, you know, regional differences to things yeah. and that sort of stuff. But I mean, maybe that's, that's how some of these confusions happened. Yeah. The rest of the world doesn't get a version that somebody else does. Absolutely. Um, I remember there was a soft drink as a kid called uh, Lead. Um, do you remember that at all? No. I'm Not here. everyone was does. It, was it like a lime flavoured? It was like Sprite before Sprite, Sprite yeah. was around, yeah. really. I think Coke probably made it anyway. Yeah. But um, Lead. And it was a strange name, obviously, for a lemonade. Yeah. It's not sure what they were going with there um but i i remembered it vividly as a kid and no one else did and i was just like are you serious and then i saw it pop up on one of those um 80s kids remember these things uh, so, so you, know, you know you're not making it up then. so no i wasn't crazy at that point it wasn't like a chewbacca incident being replayed over <laughs> and over again anything like that but it's kind of fun when you um get to the bottom of things as well um, speaking of being at the bottom of things, a lot of people uh, believe, or they don't believe, a lot of people remember New Zealand, the country, not appearing on world maps uh, when they were growing up. And I think the era, years we were talking was sort of 50s, 60s, 70s, from what I understand. Yeah, I, I think, You've I heard think this even, one? Yeah, I have this one. Even now, I think there's a whole community based on it online. Mm. Of, yeah. Um, and, and Does think, New Zealand think, exist? Sort of that, yeah, well. Yeah. 
we're lucky enough to be put on maps, yeah. aren't we? You know, and, I just think we were just left off because, you know, we weren't amassing continent or anything like that, right? Yeah, it's one of those one of those um, those things that I can actually get behind and believe in because, yeah. like I said, we, we're not we're not always left on maps or put on maps, and if we are, I can imagine it could be put somewhere completely different, you know. If, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, as far as I know, there's no actual New Zealanders in this group of people that believe it, but... <laughs> Um, is it like the Flat Earth Society? You know, uh, members around the globe. Yeah, typically, uh, as a New Zealander, I'm just happy that that we're there. You know, and people notice us. Yeah, absolutely. What about? Um, I think this is a lot easier for people to confuse as movies and TV shows and things like that. Um, particularly if remember a lot of sitcoms, they would never do it now because if I were to say that's just stupid. Um, but member sitcoms used to have one or two episodes of a season occasionally where the main actor was sick or in rehab or some carry-on like that, but they the show had to go on. Yep. And the, the, that part would be played by another actor. Yeah, I mm. remember that. Because um, that happened with a show called Valerie with Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that at all? No, I don't remember that show, but I remember it, yeah. uh, things like that happening. Mm. Now, she um, – they I'm not sure if they killed her off – she did one season of a show, um, and then they renamed it as like the Hogan Family in the second episode or second series. Um, she, I think she had some sort of contract dispute or something like that, and they replaced with an actor with a glass eye called Sandy Duncan. <laughs> and to this day, apparently, a lot of people still think that she's Valerie Bertinelli or the other way around. Or so you know that sort of thing. Can they, they did it with Charles in Charge as well. Did they? Where he, he uh, in the first season he fell asleep on the couch. Yeah. Left it that that is a cliffhanger, and then the because the I didn't know if it'd be picked up again. The next season, yeah. he, he wakes up on the couch, and it's a completely different family. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah, so Spin City did that too. Do you remember that show with Michael J. Yeah, Fox? Michael J. Fox, then it was uh, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, yeah. but apart from obviously Michael J. Fox had health issues, but so he had to leave. But they basically just redid the whole cast. Like they've left <laughs> one or two guys. Um, the guy from Ferris Bueller's Ellen uh, Ruck, I think he. Yeah. He survived the cup, but very few of the rest of them did. You know, that's a complete retooling of it. But that sort of thing could, could throw people... In our country, Delvanius Prime and Prince Tui Tekka, yeah. people think they were the same guy for Yeah, well, uh, I often got confused. And I was yeah. Like, well, you know, they, they looked very similar. They did, yeah. And you can be mistaken. Um, but one thing I was looking about, I was looking up New Zealand uh, cases of Mandela Effect. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether back in school you... You used correction fluid. Twink. When, when, well, we call it twink, and I don't know why we called it twink. But now, isn't twink something to do with something else? I've got no idea. Yeah, I think I, it. I think it is <laughs> <laughs> something to do with the LGBT oh, community. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I did hear that rumor. But uh, <laughs> either way, the I, white correction fluid yeah, was white, called twink. Yeah, it was right? called whiteout. Whiteout on the label. Yep. But I, I always thought white would be spelled W H I T E. But in fact, if you look at the bottle, is it a Y? No, it's, it's W I T E. Really? As in, you need to correct this mistake. White out. Ah, oh, that's really clever, isn't it? So, subliminal. Yeah, it's one of those almost. things. Has it always been that way? Or is it a yeah? Is it a plan? Is it a marketing I, thing? I think it's a is marketing it, thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But it, it's, it's also a very New Zealand thing. We, you know. We, mm. we call things what they are rather than, you know, the brands or vice versa. That's I mean, true. We don't call a, a marker a marker. We call it a vivid because that's what it says on the label, mm. right? 
And a lot of um, people will turn, it's all brand awareness and stuff. If you spoke to a marketing expert about Mandela Effect, a lot of people, they would probably be able to explain quite a bit of it just through intrinsic kind of marketing and that sort of thing. And um, Yeah, well, I, I, did, um, I did read up on a few studies that were done. Um, there was one done in the 70s, which was uh, they had some test subjects watching cars crash at different speeds, right? Yeah. And uh, um, it was all to do with the, the words that they used afterwards. So these cars collided. Mm. And in terms of watching um, these cars crash, when they were, they were questioned about it afterwards, they were, they were asked, uh, when you saw the, the cars hit or collide, did you see any glass break? Of course, in the videos, there was no, no glass broken. So when they used... Words like so, there were crash test dummies, and there was no windshield or anything. There was like no that. windshield or anything like sure. that. Sure. So, when they used the words like collide, the test subjects didn't remember seeing any any glass break. Yeah. But when they used words like smashed or, okay. or totaled, yeah, the test subjects remembered seeing glass break. Yeah. So it's, it's all to do with the language and, and, and on a matter of payer and yeah, stuff like that. that chucked used. in, right? Um, That's all, really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So also in the in sixties there was another test done where um, the test subjects were given a whole lot of words orally. Um, uh, words, for example, like um, bed, rest, tired, night, whole lot of words like that, all relating to sleep. But of course, sleep wasn't one of the words used. Yeah. And then they got the test subjects to recall those words. They would always uh, use the word sleep in that list. Mm. As in, as, a, as an association with yep. those words, of course, it's got to be in there. Absolutely, but it wasn't. Yeah. So you know, also things like uh, ice, ski, yep, snow wasn't in there, but they'd always remember. Always remember snow. Yeah. And uh, and apparently, these test subjects were adamant, absolutely adamant, that these words were in there, and you know, they bet, bet their life on it. Mm. But it wasn't. <laughs> so, so maybe that's something to do with this Mandela effect. You know, you can yeah. be so sure. Um, of a detail, you know, someone's told you a story. Have you, have you ever had one of those mates that um, you, you tell a story and then all of a sudden it becomes his story? Yeah. Like he was there? Yeah. Uh, I've, you know, I'm not going to name anyone. Sure. But, <laughs> but okay, right. They joined your My story. My brother Mike, yeah. uh, he, um, he, you know, I can tell a story and moments later it can be just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was here, blah, blah, and blah. And is it distorted? He's put himself so, yeah, in it, but is uh, he? yeah. Is put, there a, put himself in, in, into the into the more appropriate character yeah. that makes himself look good. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> of course so, you would. That's, so yeah, yeah that's it, it's so it's he's it's adop- adopting someone else's memories and thoughts, or yeah, whether it's on purpose or not, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, people do that. Spanner in the works time. Yeah, I needed a sound effect for that, didn't I? But I don't have one. So tough luck. Uh, Spinner in the works. Um, what if these false memories aren't false memories at all and the Mandela effect is evidence for interdimensional, I don't want to say travel, but slipping in and time, out of different time slips, di- time slips things like that? Well, I've, I've, met, I've read quite a few different theories. Yep. Um, popular one is the Hadron Collider. Okay. Um, it's having some influence on having us. Having some influence. I mean, uh, yeah. from what I gather, it was... I mean, quantum physics, I'm interested in it, but yep. the whole thought of it goes over my head. It goes over mine, too. Um, you know, I get really excited about it, then they start talking, I'm like, okay, you know. I sort of, I look at it in a, um, 
in a sort of Doc Brown way as opposed yep. to a, you know, a, a boring guy in a lab coat from, in, in a, you know. From what I heard, uh, the Hadron Collider was designed to study or find um, dark matter. Yep. Uh, and that's that's where I kind of switched off. Yep. But... Um, <laughs> Because like then you've got to Google I'll, explain dark matter. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested in, in, yeah. in the theories of time travel and, and multi-dimensions and things like that. So I kind of have yeah. an understanding where... So like the multiverse theory and things like yeah, that. So, so, yeah, so different times happen at the same time, but just different wavelengths. So the That's tangents my way of, and stuff. Yeah, my yeah. way of explaining. And sometimes they slip. So perhaps um, someone in the 80s remembers Nelson Mandela dying, mm. happens to, or, or ha- remembers him being imprisoned, happens to slip to 2013 or their memory or whatever and then slip back. So they think he's died yep. until they reach 2013. Yep. And, and they, they say, hey, this guy's already this dead. This guy's already dead. Oh, and funnily enough, I think it might have actually been my wife mentioned when we saw his, his uh, announcement on the news. She goes, oh, well, I thought he was dead. Really? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I can't remember exactly who, but I remember someone telling me that when, yeah. when we were watching it. Yeah. But they wished uh, Robert Mugabe had, had, was dead, yeah. not yeah. Uh, old Nelson, right? Or Justin Bieber or the Kardashians <laughs> or someone like that. <laughs> Anything like that. <laughs> well, that's an interesting way to look at it as well. Um, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, different dimensions, man. There's, there's, you know, you make your own, uh, they say you make your own luck, but you do to an extent. Um, you know, you look at movies like Sliding Doors and all that, you know, that obviously yep. highlights this well, whole phenomenon and stuff like that. Butterfly effect as well. Butterfly effect, exactly. There is allegedly a, a movie called The Mandela Effect. Is there um, a- But I I don't think it's reviewed very well and it tries to cram every... Every, every little thing. Yeah, every little thing. But so like this show. Yeah, every, <laughs> everything that we've spoken about yeah. so far is yeah. barely in this movie in the first 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah, so... I think it's, it's tried to overkill itself. Yeah, yeah. A bit like the Slender Man movie. Yeah. Yeah, didn't quite sort of miss the mark a little bit. Um, I could have sworn Paul Hogan um, would have been a bigger star back in 1987. I mean, he was huge in 1987, but I thought he would have kicked on and been like an Australian icon. Yeah, Do you know well, what I mean? Yeah, I think he, he did it. He did another film after Crocodile Dundee where he played an angel, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, oh, <laughs> I remember a, that. I don't know whether anyone else does. And that's about all. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, I'm fascinated by time slips. I wrote a uh, little article um, for the Occam's Razor uh, website, which I'm just cranking up. It's a WordPress site. Um, I'm not really that interested in video of us sitting here talking too much at this point. You know, people can listen in. It's theatre of the mind. Um, to examine, you know, my little investigations a bit more, I'll, I'll put some text behind it. But, you know, it's not too in-depth because I don't take myself that seriously and I don't profess to being an expert of anything in this paranormal game. Um, but, yeah, you have a, have a read. I think it's uh, occamsrazor.wordpress, something like that at the moment. I'll put the link up on the Facebook page. But I'm fascinated by time slips, so much so that I went to – have you been to Versailles, Palace of Versailles? No. Excellent. <laughs> Haven't been that, that far outside of New Zealand. No, no. Well, I <laughs> Just was been the, across the ditch, basically, and that's about it. Fair enough. Well, this is start, isn't it? Um, I was there in May. Um, I went out to – we're in Paris. We, I'd been to the Normandy beaches and had a look around. And 
And if you listen to the show regularly, made some uh, ghostly recordings of aeroplanes and uh, warbirds and things like that. But, you know, no one else can hear them but me. Anywho, <laughs> and so um, time slips, the, the Mobley Jordan incident, which um, two well-to-do ladies basically said they uh, were transported back in time. Well, not necessarily transported, but their surroundings became a different time, and they think um, around the time of Marie Antoinette, so it'd be 1780s, 1770s, that sort of thing. Um, and they walked in the grounds of Versailles um, at a villa, which is actually off-limits still, and it was off-limits to them, apparently, at the time, and experienced this phenomena. And it got romanticised a little bit because they put out a book about 10 years later under under pseudonyms as well. Um whether it was, you know, two well-to-do ladies just, uh, you know, having a bit of a laugh, I don't know. Um, I think on their deathbed, though, none of them, they, neither of them recounted, and one of them sort of went a bit, bit insane in the end, ended up in an asylum um, sort of in about the 30s or 40s, I think. Um, so anyway, I went to Versailles. We had a look around. I searched desperately hard for a time slip of some description, uh, and again, nothing happened. So I was pretty disappointed by that. But um, I've yeah, they. I mean, that's awesome, man. If, you know, if that's one paranormal phenomenon, if I could pick any of them, you can meet an alien, you can speak to a ghost, or you can experience a time slip. I'm going with time slip every time. Yeah, well, I mean, if you really get into into physics and quantum physics, uh, you know, allegedly, uh, you know, yeah, there's an opportunity for you, that. You, yeah. you know, there there are theories that that um, time does occur at different stages and things like that. So, yep. Um, Especially when you think of, if you've, uh, was it Interstellar, where Matthew McConaughey goes into space, comes back and his kids are all growing up. You know. Do you know what's weird about that? What's that? I could have sworn it was, um, what's Jason Bourne's name? Um, uh, Matt Damon. Matt, I could have yeah. sworn that movie was Matt Damon. Well, he, but I'm thinking of The Martian. The Martian aren't I? Well, there yeah. you go, there's an example of it right yeah. there. That's interesting. Because as, as you said that, his face popped into my mind, Matt Damon, I just said, oh yeah, I've seen that. Then, then you said... The rest of it, that's sort of led yeah. me down the wrong path. But anyway, so, keep going, sorry. So I guess that, that brings us back to Mandela Effect in the movie Shazam. Mm. Yep. Have you heard of that Shazam, one? I have heard about this. <laughs> um, this is the one that Sinbad, who had a, a career of sorts, a uh, comedian in the 90s, 90s he was in every bad movie going around. One with the late Phil Hartman, I think, um, where he kind of moved in and it was a fish-out-of-water situation. Yep. And I remember that being pretty bad. But people swear that he was in a film called either Sh- Shazam? Is that Shazam. Right? Shazam. Yep. Talk us through that. So um, those who believe that the movie existed believe that um, Sinbad, the comedian, was in a movie called Shazam and he was a genie who lived in a lamp and there were two children and he lived in a lamp in the children's attic. Yep. So it was a classic mum and dad were divorced, uh, kids go up into the attic, Shazam comes out. Yep. Um, they ask for mum and dad get, to get back together and he says, that's the one wish I can't grant. I can't make people fall in love, that sort of thing. Sure. So it's quite interesting. So the that children have to work hard at getting them back in love, yeah. I'm guessing? Yeah. Okay. So quite interesting already that people have already agreed on a on a plot mm. to this alleged movie that doesn't even exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, and Sinbad himself denies that he was ever in this movie, of course. At the same time... These must have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, uh, there was a 
movie called Kazam that came out with Shaquille O'Neal in it. Yep. So, as we know, that is a legit movie. And that also sucked. That sucked big time, time, apparently. So it didn't do very well. So people are asking the question, you know, why were these two movies released at the same time when they were both destined for failure? Mm. Um, So, yeah. As we as we know it, Kazam existed. Shazam did not. Okay. Many people believe Shazam did, but they then they've decided on this plot. So they're adamant. Even um, if you go and go in deeper and have a look, even uh, video store clerks believe they've held both Kazam and Shazam in, their, right? in their hands. Um, which all I can think of is with this um, is that Sinbad played a genie in a skit, or because he was a comedian, so he's probably on Saturday Night Live or something at some point. Or so um, they believe that uh, also a trailer for uh, a Sinbad movie played at the beginning of Kazam, mm-hmm. right? Also, Sinbad hosted a marathon of. Um, uh, Sinbad movies, so the old claymation um, films uh, yep. back in the day, and when he yeah, Sinbad when he, the pirate, sort of the yeah, it was a Sinbad okay. the pirate yeah. hosted by Sinbad the comedian. Okay, well, and this, it was a yeah. marathon, and he was in character, so he was wearing sort of like an Arabian Nights sort of sure. costume. So maybe that's where the association was. Yep, um, and he's got a he's got a genie-ish sounding name. I mean, he's got a pirate sounding yeah, he's name, got a pirate's but, name. But you know, I could imagine a genie called Sinbad. So as of as of last year, I think it was April Fools. Um, he collaborated with a site, College Humor, yeah, and actually released a short oh, fake clip yeah. of uh, this Shazam movie as a ruse, obviously as a ruse, yeah. yeah. So, but it still fooled people. Obviously, um, it was made to look like an old VHS tape as well. So okay. you, you watch this clip, and it's it's uh, you know blipping out and cleverly done, and and yep. in between these little blips, you see. Uh, little segments of commercials. One was for Fruit Loops, yeah, which is another Mandela effect. Have we talked about that one yet? Okay, I get where you're going with Fruit this. Loops. Yeah. No, we haven't. Tell us about uh, Fruit Loops. Though. Well, that, well, that one is people believe Fruit Loops is spelled with the word fruit and then loops, but apparently, uh, I have to go back and have a look at this one myself. Fruit Loops is F R O O T with the two Fruit Loops and then loops as well in, in the logo. So that's mind blowing. I always thought it was the word fruit. Fruit loops. I mean, so I'm, I'm going to have to go back and check that one. But <laughs> that, that's that's creeped me out. But also in this clip, they've got the Baron the Baron Stang yeah, bears, and, okay. and uh, the other one was Curious George. So full uh, license on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you if you don't know the Curious George one, it's uh, now he was a monkey, wasn't he? Well, they refer to him as a monkey, but he doesn't have a tail, so therefore he's an ape. He's an ape. Yeah. But they always refer to him as a monkey, and people believe that they've seen uh, Curious George depicted with a tail. Do you know what? In my mind, I'm picturing him hanging off a branch by his tail, like um, eating an ice cream for some reason, or an ice block. Yep. I'm, I'm guessing a, that he was uh, on an ice cream packet at some point as well. I think around the same time there yeah. was a cartoon. You know, when they do merchandising for films and all yeah. that sort of carry on. There was a cartoon called The Monchichis, I think it was, and... and they looked very similar to Curious George, and they had tails. Okay. So, again, it could be just a bit of confusion going on there. Well, I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, sh- this this whole Shazam, even though it was released on April Fools by an obvious parody website, mm-hmm. it still had people fooled. They um, 
they still had people writing in and going, oh, we found it. We finally found this long lost Shazam video. And of, of course, it's where did they plant it? Did they? It's it's on YouTube. Okay, no, but I mean yeah. originally for, uh, originally, for the ruse, originally yeah. I can imagine it would have been on their Colletuber website. Yeah, um, and of course, do uh, they do they sell it as lost footage or anything like that? Um, I'm not too sure on the original post. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure they I'm sure they would. But I mean. April first is April Fool's Day. Yeah, you, know, you, you kind of have yeah, to. You gotta, use a little bit of common sense. <laughs> yeah, you got to think about but, it. But uh, apparently, common sense isn't that common. So, now what about this uh, video game, uh, this arcade game that uh, I won't use the word haunted, but basically it gives you bad luck and it's uh, work of the devil and all this sort of carry on. Uh, if you play it, it's an old stand-up arcade game. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, I, I have heard that story. I can't and remember. And did it actually name. exist, or? Well, apparently it did. And, it did. And because um, I know there's been recreations. I saw in some show, um, one of those conspiracy shows, and some guy went around to some guy's house and he goes, I, "I've got it out the back," or something like that. And it was one he'd put together. Yeah, yeah. And it was supposed to induce seizures and things like yeah. that for the players. Um, and it was it was supposedly some sort of government mind test, and yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, sort of a Manchurian candidate sort of yeah. situation, or um, uh, yeah, I can't remember the the name of the machine off the top of my head. Yeah, but yeah it's something it's kind of worth looking now, into. I will look into I, it. I have heard the story, mm. uh, and it came along with uh, another story about a an old Pepsi vending machine that still um, vended the old Pepsi cans, even though no one's claimed to have refilled this machine and yeah and that machine still exists it was a whole big thing about uh, and it wasn't plugged in and it wasn't plugged in yeah <laughs> that's awesome so but that, that falls into your urban legend sort of it thing, does it, it, it is an urban legend thing you gotta pick up and run with it sort of if, yeah. if it's if it's topical way you know yeah. people pick up and run with it and everybody knows somebody who's got an uncle who who mm. owned it once or absolutely that i heard a ridiculous um rumor when i was younger that they, I'm just trying to remember the name of the rock stars. Uh, help me with this. Do you remember the rock stars? A couple of sort of rock band guys. Uh, God, it's fallen out of my head. Sorry, ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> ignore it. See, it's uh, maybe, maybe it never existed. Rock stars, but, uh, yeah, it probably just never existed. I mean, yeah. you know, it's strange. Um, I have, I actually, I'm not immune to this old Mandela effect because I've had a few experiences myself. I was talking about the Chewbacca before. I went on this site, uh, website once, and there's a guy who watched, he's watched every horror film ever made, basically. Um, and you ask him if you trying to remember the name of a film just from the plot. You give him basic elements and he, he yeah. tells you. Uh, do you know the one I mean? Or oh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at doing. You're pretty like good that. at this. Pre- I, um, okay, well, you might be able to. Other crack- than paranormal movies, is kind of my forte. So you might be able to crack this case. Then um, I really want to know if this film was real or just in my mind. If it was a dream, I do have quite vivid dreams. I always have, um, heading towards sort of almost lucidity sometimes. But I watched the film. Okay, and the basic premise. I'm going to run this past you. And if anyone listening knows what I'm talking about. I'm suspecting the film was probably made in the early 80s at some point. Um, the premise of it is a guy pulls into a uh, car park at the start. There's a guy and a woman having a fight in the car park, like an argument. And then the guy goes over and says, hey, are you all right? Being chivalrous to the to the woman, etc. And the guy goes, back off, buddy. Uh, and then the guy, like, punches the other guy who was harassing the, the girl. And they become close and then intermittent and all this sort of carry on. 
One day, her his grandmother has them round for dinner at her house. She sees the girl taking a roasted chicken out of the oven, holding the oven tray with her bare hands and not getting burnt. Now, at this point, the old lady who's dabbled in the occult herself, you know, starts thinking, now, this is a witch, I'm pretty confident, and she sort of sidles up to her and says, I know what you are, and all this sort of carry on. Um, and the girl just plays it innocent and all this sort of thing. Right, fast forward a little bit. Um, the movie ends, the girl basically uh, cons the guy into coming to a beach party, well, what he thinks is a beach party, but it's actually a party full of uh, sort of religious loonies who basically want to put this guy on the slab and make him a human sacrifice, okay? So he gets... um, so he gets tied down, all this sort of stuff. On the way in there to meet the girl, I think he sort of re- realises something up and he takes two cops along with him. The cops come along, then they end up taking off their uniforms and putting on a big white white hood, or might be a black hood or something like that, and right. they're part of the whole thing as well. This poor guy who just wanted a bit of action ends up getting basically sacrificed by this <laughs> satanic kind of cult or group or something. That scene ends... The final scene in the movie pops up. Guess what's happening? The girl and the other guy are having another fight and another pool sucker pulls up. Right, okay. And the movie ends. Do you remember this film at all? I don't know. I Like I said, I'm usually pretty good, but I don't mm. remember it. But yeah. it sounds like a very typical 80s. It does, isn't it? Uh, B-grade um, Yeah. Maybe it was just so bad that... Like, Maybe it was, yeah. Because th- from memory, I stayed up quite late watching, which I probably wasn't allowed to. I probably wasn't old enough, but I was just sneaking a film in. Um, and that's why I've always connected it with... Maybe it was just a dream and it was so vivid that I remember like that. But it was it's just too long because, you know, you generally only remember parts of your dreams. Yeah, there are a lot of films that, that get lost in limbo, though. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, old 80s, you know, the Grindhouse sort of yeah. films as well. Um, what do they mean by grindhouse? Just a very cheap drive-in sort of oh, okay. um, low budget, yep. um, gritty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the kind of movies that Rob Zombie tries to make these days. Sure, yeah. And and uh, are Tarantino. they splatter films though? Um, usually, 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 and it's um, sort of gritty. Yeah, they're always involving gritty. a sinister yeah, cultural organization or, yeah. or something called like the firm or yeah. Yeah, something the like organization. That. Yeah, the organization. Yeah, those sort of things. They don't make films like that anymore. They were cool. Well, they they try to. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, they try to make them trendy again. Yeah, I said that there was a, a double feature with um, to, was it Tarantino and Robert Rod- Rodriguez? Rodriguez, De- yeah. Death, Death Proof and Planet yep. Terror, and they they called them the Grindhouse movies. So, yep. Oh, well, it's obviously a genre that's. Uh, it is, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you kind of. They're not mainstream movies, so you're no. never going to see them unless you're looking for them. Absolutely. All right, well, if anyone listened, uh, well, sorry, anyone listening, it was a <laughs> presumptuous of me, um, and you've got any examples of Mandela Effect that aren't common knowledge, or they're sort of day-to-day uh, sort of things that you've experienced or someone you know has, feel free to let us know on the uh, Facebook page uh, or via the WordPress site, uh, which I think is Occam's Razor podcast.wordpress something like that um and we will catch you next monday there's been episode 18 
We've done this live on East FM 88.1, 107.1. I've been Jim Birchall and he's been Sam Collier. Sam, just Thanks. let everyone know a little bit about Haunted Auckland and your website while you're here. Our website is hauntedauckland.com. Um, we're into all things paranormal, but we mostly focus on, on the spooks and the ghosts. Yep. But uh, we're open to all sorts of suggestions, so um, more than welcome to get in contact with us if you have any stories. What kind of suggestions are you not open to? Um, that's a really tough question. <laughs> um, what about giant pumas and things like that? Yeah, well, we're always open to that. If you, if You're you open to big cats. Open to big cats and that sort of thing. Um, I asked that because I had someone email me from uh, down Canterbury Way about big cats. Uh, they get some big giant sort of... Um, I've you heard know, those stories. Wildcats and, 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 and that down even there. Even quite recently as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I personally in Queenstown once saw up in the hills a pretty big domestic cat and, um, you know, something sort of like almost the size of a cheetah, to be honest. It was big. It was big. But uh, not something that I would mistake for a, um, you know, a puma or a, yeah. or a cougar or a leopard or anything like that. So uh, Haunted Auckland's also got a discussion group as well, um, New Zealand Paranormal discussion with uh, Haunted Auckland it's called so yep um, if you find Haunted Auckland on Facebook you'll find that one as well absolutely and you've also got a nice feature on the website uh, called Pint is it Pints of Paranormal Pint of Paranormal tell on, us about on, that on uh, YouTube so um, yep. it's hosted by Mark from Haunted Auckland so he's he goes around the country to um, the different bars and and uh, interviews people on the on the paranormal so uh figures around new zealand and i think he's also in, in uh, scotland at the moment he might be doing a few more episodes as well awesome and we'll try and get him on the show for the next episode of Ockham's razor join us next week monday 9 p.m east fm 88.1 107.1 i've been jim virtual back to your regular scheduled programming